Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Bone. Vice World. This your man, Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Murder Master Music Show. This is episode 909. Special guest today. We always love having him on the show. It's always a blast every time I'm talking about true musician, Shorty B. Shorty B, man, how you doing, brother? Man, God is good, man. I'm blessed. I'm anointed, man. How about yourself, man? Man, I'm I'm hanging in there, man. I'm, as they say, as they like to say, I'm still here, so I'm blessed. Is that? Me too, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. And I want to say hello to everybody, whoever else is listening. I want to say hello to everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, So man. what's going on? I'll tell you what, man. Uh, since we had that uh, roundtable, for for those that haven't heard it, please go to UGSForLife.com and check it out. Episode 900. That was a, an amazing roundtable. It had yourself, Gangster Pat, uh, uh, James Tony, to name a few. Um, thank you so much for uh, partaking in that, man, and helping us uh, create something legendary for the listeners. Yeah, man, that's always a good thing, man. You, what you're doing is uh, good for uh, uh, the industry, and it's just good all the way around. So I, I always support something like that. Uh, much appreciation, much appreciation. You uh, yourself, you know, um, I see you've been keeping busy. Uh, what What have you been up to, brother? Well, lately, man, this last year, man, I've been, uh, uh, I've hooked up with, uh, 
Jason Swanson and uh, Anthony Tony Ray Edwards. Uh, we got a company called uh, Earthia as well as uh, uh, um, NFT Fans. I am hip hop. And you see, we got a lot of artists signed up. We working out these NFTs, trying to uh, get my NFT off the ground. I think uh, they launching it in I think February, I believe it is. But uh, basically, uh, we've been building this Earthia Metaverse, which you can actually go on uh, uh, online and go to Earthia uh, Multicultural Metaverse. That's our uh, metaverse. So that's that's what I've been doing lately. But in the last, I guess, six weeks, I've Went out, spent some money, man. Bought me some new bass guitars and a couple of Stratocasters, a couple of amplifiers. Something just to inspire me, keep my inspiration up. And I'm playing better than I ever have, man. And my chops is just like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Let's just say that. Man, that's awesome. That's that's really good because uh, a lot of people um, they let the NFT stuff uh, go by and, and uh, didn't really get into it. I'm guilty as being one of those myself. Um, what made you want to want to get into the NFTs? Actually, man, uh, if you know anything about Jason Swanson, after a conversation with him, uh, <laughs> he pretty, he pretty much can talk you into anything because. He's uh he's very intelligent and uh, it was just like uh you know I've been hearing a lot about it and was fortunate enough that I had a uh, my nephew which is uh, Anthony uh, Tony Rambles, we call him Super Slip he had uh, partnered up with uh, Jason and introduced me to Jason and they bought me on board and I've been down with them for about two years now and uh, uh, it's, it's it's been very acknowledging I've learned so much. And uh, it's inspiring, man. So, like I said, if you get a chance, go to NFT Fans. I am hip hop, and uh, check us out. And uh, go to Earthia, E A R P H I A, and uh, check out I, uh, uh, you know, our metaverse out. But basically, uh, I've been uh, concentrating on my music over the last, I guess, uh, almost two months now. I've been concentrating. I've got a lot of nice songs, man. I've uh, I've uh, went through my catalog. I got about 417 songs, something like that. Wow. Man, that's amazing. Um, so are you going to be hitting the road doing shows? I, yeah. Well, well, Scott, you know, the only thing about that, and that, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like, you know, we got to think of the pandemic and all that. And then, you know, trying to keep a band together is the hardest thing in the world because because life gets in the way. Everybody's yeah. going through something, you know, somebody's family member sick or died or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's hard, you know, to keep that that, uh, uh, that 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 unity among, you know, your band members because, like I said, life gets in the way. But uh, I'm, I'm working. I've been talking to Pee Wee lately. We've been to Sean G and Pee Wee and a couple of my other friends, Michael Hampton from Funkadelic and a few of my other friends, uh, uh, we were actually talking about trying to put ourselves in the in the same room, and everybody's working towards making that happen. I looks like I'm gonna have to go to California for a couple of months to hang out, and uh, we get some rehearsals in. But yeah, I'm interested in it, man. I like to play live, and I miss it. Oh yeah, man. Well, you're a true musician, and you mentioned Pee Wee and Funkadelic. I mean, your roots go so deep within the uh, the music game, man. Um, you're you're just affiliated with so many legendary groups. 
looking back at your career, you know what I'm saying, um, how does that make you feel knowing that you work with, you know, Parliament, uh, Digital Underground, Dangerous Crew, uh, T.I., uh, I mean, I can't even name everybody. Outcast, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Outcast so Dungeon Family, uh, CeeLo, I mean, so many people. Um, Devin, who, you ever just sit back and reflect on that? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, Scott, when I look back on it, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to sound crazy, man, but it's like, it's like, uh, it doesn't, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of what I've done and I'm happy that people, uh, uh, gravitate towards my music and my brand and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, um, you know, I uh, I'm proud of you know what I've done, but I'm not like uh, uh, ecstatic about it. I, I just figured it seems like this is supposed to be part of the process. Yeah. If that makes any sense, without sounding yeah. pompous and it, you know, it just sounds yeah. I'd have met everybody. All around the uh, uh, you know, I'm saying the industry, so many uh, legends like yourself connecting making dope music, timeless dope music. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to ask you about, uh, I know you and MC Bree were very close. Um, yeah. What was it like you even stayed at his house, if I'm not mistaken, for for, for a little bit of time? What was it like uh, uh, living with Bree, man? What was he like uh, on a day-to-day <laughs> basis? Bree, man, Bree, Bree had a heart bigger than his head. He had a good heart. We had fun. He was funny. He loved music. That's all we wanted to do. It's like it was, you know, so funny because there were so many people living in Bree's house. Like I told you, it was me, the DOC, Jazzy Faye, uh, Jamal and Malik from Illegal, uh, uh, some guys from Detroit, DFC, and Jabri. So it was a very musical atmosphere. And, uh, uh, you know, Bree never had a bad attitude. I never saw him mad. Uh, he had a great spirit. And, uh, uh, one of my homeboys that I did a song with also his name is uh, Sasha Key. He uh, 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 was uh, instrumental too in uh, Breed and my relationship. But you know, Breed, uh, I did uh, you know I did a Funkified album and uh, uh, Big Ball album. Uh, Breed did, and uh, uh, Breed uh, he released some songs without me signing off on it. And I confronted him about it. He said, Shorty B, sue me, man. i like, I, I don't want to sue you. You're the homie. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, just break me off, make it right. He said, no, nah, man, sue me. He was telling me to sue him because so, he was fine. I think it was Ichiban, I believe, then. So I sued him, and I won, man. They broke me off really nice. Really nice. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I had no intentions of suing Ichiban, but that was the only way that I, I was going to get right. And they made it right, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, was a cool I, I, dude. You'd have liked, you'd have liked Bree. I, well, I would have loved to have just chopped it up with him, smoked with him a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Brain, you know, because uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's another one like yourself. He was around so many people, you know. Uh, something something gravitated people to him, though, too. He, he Like you said, he had a real good personality. What was mm-hmm, it like, you mm-hmm. know, living with the DOC? And um, everybody in, in that house, man, was it full of smoke? 
Man, I love Doc, man. Doc hit me about two weeks ago, uh, and he tap, reaches out and taps in with me about every month or so. And uh, Doc, Doc never changes, man. Doc is the, is the same. They, it's the DOC that you see today was the same DOC that you saw 20 years ago. Um, at least, in my opinion, he's never changed. He's always been 100. He's never been superficial. He's not Hollywood. He don't trip on fame. He don't trip with fame. And uh, uh, so I, I, we've always, I always, you know, thought we had a lot of common as, as far as that aspect of the game. That you know we was never tripping on the fame. Really didn't even much want it, but we knew we was gonna get it. We was too talented not to. But yeah. really didn't care about it. you know. Bree, I mean, Doc. Is, uh, I tip my hat to Doc. I can't do nothing but tip my hat to Doc. He's a good friend. Always been a friend. Will always be a friend. And anything I can do, I will do. Doc Curry, boy, I love you, boy. One hundred, shorty B. Yeah, he um, he's got a documentary coming up. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the uh, yeah. uh, uh, the poster from uh, last week. I think it was on on Facebook. I think it was on uh, when I saw it, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Um, you yourself, um, I'd love to see a documentary uh, made by you um, about your life, about your your music career. Is that something that that you would like to do, or a book? Or? Yes, you know, and the best thing, if I find somebody, because uh, don't look, I'm going to really ever have the money to actually bring this film to life myself. I don't know. You know, God works in mysterious ways. They don't tell him what might happen tomorrow. But uh, I would love I would love to do it. And the best thing about my story is that you get everybody in it. You get all your hip-hop artists because they're all part of my story. I know them all. They all know me. I've been in the studio with more than half of them. So, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's like all of them in my story. So if you do my story, you get to do it the whole, basically, I'm the rap, I'm hip-hop. You know, I've been recorded with everybody. I've been studio with everybody from Snoop Dogg to Ice Cube to T.I. to, you know, whoever else you might give the name. But uh, it would be a good thing I have always thought about. Uh, and matter of fact, I was talking to Sticky Fingers, uh, who's a close friend of mine, right? And I and uh, uh, I said, Sticky, if they ever uh, do my life, man, if they ever do my life, you got to play me. And he said, I, he said, ain't nobody else can, anybody else look better than that. And, you know, because he got like a I like I got. He's a real close friend of mine. And uh, I would like Sticky for him to, to play me if they ever, if we ever got that far with, uh, you know, uh, rendition of my life. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very talented individual. You know what I'm saying? Um <clears throat> You see uh, a lot of these guys now, they're coming back, you know. Um, even every once in a while, Ice-T will drop something, which is, is very positive to see. Um, I'd like to see you doing some stuff with some of them guys, man. Uh, do you have anything in the you works know, with you uh, that you could talk I did about? I kind of with a big psych, man. Before he died, a couple of years before his died, man, psych had been in the studio and recorded about, mm, i say about 17 songs. And I don't know what happened to him. Past, I don't know who got you know who got the reels or who got the masters or nothing. But yeah, I, I had uh, been working on big sites for quite a while. We was uh, working in California, out uh, off of Magnolia. I can't remember the name of the studio, but we did some nice stuff, man. I don't think it'll ever come out because you know my nephew passed, and uh, I don't know who's uh, handling this stuff or where that stuff is, where it even is now. 
Sorry about uh, this. That. Is, no, that's fine. This is some uh, some stuff that uh, it, it obviously didn't get released because he passed it, probably in his vault right. or something. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, we did some really nice songs. Though. Yeah, yeah, I got songs with everybody, man. I, I know I got songs with Sticky Fingers, Fredro, uh, 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 Sugar Free, uh, 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 Fote, uh, Lil Bruce. Uh, um, I got a song with a uh, 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 um, I just Snoop Dogg. Uh, uh, quite a few songs. So, uh, I got so many songs, man. I got a, I got about six or seven songs I did with Future. Nobody ever heard, and when I play it for my homies, they love it. And uh, I got so much. I got, I got, a, I got a whole vault that I really want to put out uh, called the uh, Shorty B uh, in the vault. Some songs that people forgot. I got songs from Brand Hustle, from Mac Boney, and uh, they are great songs. I got the songs of Mac Boney and Future together. That nobody ever heard. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. That's a that's an yeah. amazing thing, Shorty B, for you to be able to uh, keep being relevant throughout the eras. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of cats, you know, they, they they're relevant in their own era and and they can't really uh, connect with the newer guys. But here you are, you doing stuff with cats like Future and and different people. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's an amazing thing. That's longevity at its best. What gives you the endurance, man, to keep going after all these years? I don't know, man. You know, I hear that a lot, and I'm proud to, you know, myself that I'm, I'm still relevant, and you know, youngsters still checking for me. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, uh, I don't know, man. I think it's just my love of music from day one. I, I, I like, I, I, excuse me. Like I said, I, you know, I am music, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't go out with the times, you know, uh, whatever music it is, I can adjust because whatever music I'm listening to, that music is talking to me, telling me what's not there, what's needed, what I can put there to make it better. No matter what song it is, what kind of genre it is, whatever, once I hear music, it talks to me. Yeah. It's telling me what's missing and, and it's telling me what's needed or it's telling me if it's too much of something there. It talks to me. Yeah. And I don't have to Not hear that. it but once, maybe twice. And I know, I know what it needs or what what it, what needs to be taken away. If yeah. it's too much. I mean, there's so many. And I always like tell you. my friends, I say, I know you guys are producers, and we are producers. And don't get me wrong when I say this, but I say this to all my producer friends. I say, I don't care what what beat you do, whatever hit you made, whatever hit you did, I can make it sound better. Yeah, absolutely. They don't play. They don't. I play everything. You know what I'm saying? I said, no matter what you did or do, I can make it sound better. Since y'all don't play anything, I'm all the way live. From yeah. drums to my fingers, and, yeah, keyboards, whatever. I'm live. I'm all the way live. That's I'm something organic. that uh, the Digital Underground and Dangerous Crew was able to do, um, <clears throat> and it brought a different sound to uh, 90s hip-hop, you know, like you said, it just made it better to hear some some live instruments. Right, you know, I mean, right. don't get me wrong, I love samples all day, you know what I'm saying, and especially ones that are real good at it, but it's for me, it's always good to hear some guitar behind it, you know? Well, you know, it's different, like, so samples can't, can't uh, uh, 
can't produce uh, live energy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when someone is live, man, you just can't. You can't replace that. You can't. You, you can't duplicate it. It is what it is. It's like you know, what's that commercial you say? Uh, is even live or Memorex? It sounds Memorex sound live, but it's something missing. That because it's not live. It's just, you can, there's something about the liveness of music. You feel it. You know what I'm saying? Music talks to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know. Um, now you you mentioned uh, Grand Hustle. You did uh, stuff with Ti. Were you were you on the first two albums, or did you do more? Yeah, I'm on six songs, man. I'm a Ti played me, man. You know what I'm saying? I really wanted at the time. I wanted to really do something to Ti, but you know what I'm saying? God say, man, don't 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 even trip because you know what I'm saying. Like you know, here I am, platinum as a motherfucker. You trying to get platinum? I'm here helping you be platinum. And you played me like a studio musician, and I got it on film. And I really, my homies really wanted to do something to T.I. for that because it was real faulty, you know what I'm saying? I had the man on house arrest. I'm going over there every day uh, helping them helping them get that, that, that uh, Urban Legend. I'm on six, seven, six songs on Urban Legend. Even on the last song on Urban Legend, you hear pop, you hear T.I. say my name. He said, I want to send a shout-out to Tupac and Shorty B for keeping the gangster with a song me and Daz did uh, called My Life. That's mm-hmm. in the beat I did all the yeah. But uh, uh So yeah, he left you off of several songs and um No, they did and didn't not and didn't get my credit, you know what I'm saying? They didn't I mean it was they he I played me so cold, man, I didn't understand. You know, and so that that it kinda like that's when I started falling out of love with the game because he was either that lead back up off this some of this shit or kill one of these dudes. You know what I'm saying? And at the time I didn't have no problem with either one, but my, my faith kicked in. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. said, wait a minute, you know, man, this life and living and your family is bigger than these selfish, self-centered-ass dudes. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to help you get rich. When the check comes, you run with the check. Act like you don't know me. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I was over there on a the trust level. Like you know, we was homies. You know what I'm saying? We making music. It's what we do. It's nothing to this. Let's do it, get it done, get the money, and let's do it again. But when when we did it, the money came. You broke left. Yeah. But I see a lot of that in the game. So you know what I'm saying. I uh, it kind of taught me enough. I kind of got almost want to thank these guys. Like you know what I'm saying. The things I went through with Too Short, it, it taught me a lot. Things I went through with T T I taught me a lot. But it made me realize, like, hey, you know what I'm saying. I get the lesson, and I'm cool. But I really ain't the type of dude for this lesson because. I got a I got another way of dealing with this, you know what I'm saying, that I really shouldn't be trying to think of, but, you know what I'm saying. And I grew up, you know what I'm saying, because I started to realize that, you know what I'm saying, you can you could, you you can have a homie, y'all can grow up together, and y'all can be tight as, you know, every day, but a check might come, and then, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, then you see a new side of people. So when I, when I started getting money, I started seeing different sides of people that uh, uh, I didn't like, and I knew that money was changing these folks. You know what I'm saying? I, but yeah. I, I'm trying to say it as politely and gentlemanly-like as I can. You know what I'm saying? So then I went through it again, you know, as a certain DJ out of Atlanta, uh, a core DJ, I'll even go that far and say, and, you know, you know, nobody really knew this guy. You know what I'm saying? He was, you know, he was sort of like, you know, uh, uh uh, let's just say he was, uh, 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 
ain't I can't call him dude a flunk because he's bigger than that. But uh uh he you know, he was over there at uh, uh Dark, uh up under Dallas Austin. And I hooked him up, man, you know what I'm saying? Sure gave us eighty thousand to do this uh Chase the Cat album. And uh so I got him forty thousand. You know, we got got him check for forty thousand, which nobody knew this guy ever. I got him with a major artist and he were, were working with me. We posted so we made up a name and did did the album and uh, uh so he got the forty thousand, I got forty thousand. And then uh so when a check when the publishing check came, because he don't play nothing and there's no publishing for drums. So when he started saying that I was getting a publishing check, he wouldn't sign off so we can get our, uh, our check uh, our, uh, uh, from the record company. And it's a check over there right now. I got to be a damn near $2 million for me and him that he didn't want to sign off because I wouldn't agree to give him half of my publishing. And yeah. I just got him 40000 I just got him $40,000, and he was a nobody. And he didn't do nothing. He was actually he was, a, he was a drunk at the time we was doing the album. He was drinking all the time, you know what I'm saying? He was supposed to do the drums, but he was halfway drunk all the time. He got $40,000 to do nothing, and they're getting mad because I won't sign over my publishing, half my publishing. That wasn't the deal we signed. We died, we 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 we, we, uh, we signed a deal for uh, production, and that's what we did. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, so you, you don't play nothing, so I'm supposed to give you my publishing? I told him, man, you got to be crazy. This is how I eat and feed my children. You lost your mind for real. So he wouldn't sign off on it. Check still sitting over there right now for the Chase the Cat album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, like, it's it, like, I say, I say people are funny, man. You know what I'm saying? They learn. I learned so much in this business because when the money comes, like you know what I'm saying, it's like uh, 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 you start seeing different sides of people that you thought you knew all all their life. But you know what I'm saying? You know, when you get somebody, I guess they never had nothing. Then when they start getting a little something, they want it all. Is, is this DJ still uh, doing stuff today or no? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to throw him on front street because he's a friend of mine, but I, I to, to this day, I thought that was real disrespectful. I done got you $40,000. You ain't never got you ain't never got me a dime in your life. And you get yeah. to work with 240B, you get $40,000, and don't nobody know who you are. You know what I'm saying? And you get a chance to come in. I give you forty thousand dollars. You get a chance to come in the game. And this is this is the thanks I get. So now I get the publisher. You say what? You get that? What? And I said no. You don't play nothing. You don't do nothing. You didn't do nothing. The drums. There's no publishing for drums. I guess he didn't know that. There's no publishing for drums. I played everything. It's almost like the music industry. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to uh, have a good time, make uh, good music. You know what I'm saying? Make some money, uh, but there's so many pitfalls. There's so many snakes, so many traps. Yeah, Say it again. I said it's real hard to avoid that stuff because a lot of times they come out of nowhere. Yeah, I was about to say. Sometimes you don't know the snake. You've been raising the snake the whole time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, 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 it kind of hurt me bad that my homeboy would do that. You know what I'm saying. But I know he was country. You know what I'm saying. You, you know that was that was a real country move, man. A real dump truck move. That, and this is the things I get. I got you forty thousand dollars. You ain't never got me a dime in your life from nobody. And this is the things I get. Yeah, you that's know, horrible. You want to sign off on the agreement because 
I get a check that you ain't qualified to get. But you mad at me because I'm, I'm getting published. This is how I live, dog. I've been getting published since I've been in the record business. This is how I eat. Yeah. Yeah, you man. Take care of your family, out. like everybody else, you gotta take care of the the, the bills. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I say, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man. I'm helping all. I'm helping everybody get rich. And look at all these, all this deceitful. Uh, uh, it's evil, man. You know what I'm saying? They, then they don't know that they're evil. They don't even understand that they're doing evil when they do this. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm helping you feed your family. You have never helped me put a dollar on my table. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. So I'm helping everybody. Help me. Help us yourself and me. We helping you. And this is the thanks that you give both of us. Oh. I'm like, man. So yeah, it kind of taught, kind of taught me a lot, man. You know what I'm saying about this business. It made me back up off because I knew that uh, uh, my patience was running real, real thin, and uh, uh, I knew I had to uh, back up. Uh, uh, or move forward, and moving forward wasn't good for nobody, for me. So I just kind of backed up, man. You know what I'm saying? This this game right here, it, 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 it teach you a lot. Be careful what you wish for. If you think about getting in this game, first thing you better have is a good attorney before you even do anything. Before you even start writing your first rap, get, go take your whatever money you got, get, make sure you got a good attorney first. That's anything good else advice. You, right. That's anything else you want to do. It's all secondary. Good attorney, it should be your first move in this business. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, I, I, this 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 could be you telling the younger Shorty B because you came to Cali off the bus, and you, I think you told me you ran into um, Chris Hicks' uncle. Yeah, and, Robin uh, Dude, basically Mays, and Billy Johnson, the drummer, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you, your story is a movie, man. It really is, because it takes so many uh, um, amazing twists and turns. And, and, and all oh, the man, I got can. a story to tell, man. And and uh, if I told my story and they put it on film, it, it would be so captivating. It'd be like, you get this guy, I got to be lying. But I would take a, le- a lie detector on every word of, that I say, uh, uh, why I'm saying it. Well, we knew you weren't lying about the uh, the, uh, the the do the right thing party because uh, obviously Vlad asked too short about that, and uh, you know he said it was real. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. he didn't go into the details that you went into, but um, <laughs> yeah. but that but right he, there he is validation of what like you said, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing, man. I'm just going to keep it 100. Because I, I don't mean no harm, and I'm not trying to be boast or nothing. My father's yeah. like that. My brother's is like that. I was raised like that. Keep it 100 or keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, was, I don't mean to be – I know I'm brass. I know that I, I, I you know, I don't, I don't bite my tongue. I, I refuse to. I can't. I just don't know how. That's all. I just don't know how to bite my tongue about the truth. The truth must be told, and it will from my mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Of all the people you've worked with, Shorty B, is there somebody out there or a group of people out there that you would like to that you haven't? Uh, let's see. Uh, now where it's a new ball game, you mean from the, the 
the artists of our era or like this artist all around right now, this period, the whole industry? I'll take it a step further, man. Both plus the deceased. Anybody from the past that's no longer here, man, this is somebody that you would have ever liked to, you know, uh, uh, play bass with. Uh, uh, from the past, like I said, uh, me and Biggie had built uh, the five days that we got his five days. I would say the week that we got a chance to kick it. Me and Biggie had built a real, real relationship, so I'm thinking. Because it appeared to be that way, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 I would have loved that did one with Big. And uh, um, I had, had uh, met Cool G Rap one time. Me and him and Too Short was riding back from this festival from San Francisco to Oakland and uh, ended up taking him back to Frisco in a little while. But I always wanted to do a song with Cool G Rap from the past. Now, uh, anybody else from, like, from the future, um, it's like uh, I always wanted to work with uh, Mother's Finest. As a band, I, I just love that. For some reason, I love that group. But I, I, I would love to do a song with Drake. I think Drake fits a lot of my music. Not just because he sells records. It's, it's, it's about his, his flow, his timing. I think, and I'm so melodic. Uh, my music is so melodic. I think uh, he would fit right in with uh, a lot of my stuff. Uh, and just to say one more uh, that I would have liked to work with, I would have to say... Um, I would have to say, I wish the world could have gotten more, more me and Shock, me and Shock G together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, impressive. I know that. I know that was because we was on something when we got together. It was that would have just been epic. Yeah, I mean, mm. you, you see video of him, which I'm sure you probably seen all the time, just randomly sitting down, just playing keys on the piano, and you know, just a, another true musician. <laughs> Endures for hours, man. I love to hear Way. I love to hear play his shot play. He would play everything, anything you can think of. If y'all sitting there humming and coming up with a song, he'll stop playing it. I'm like, yeah, he, he was, he was, he was excited. He was never born on the keyboard, man. It was always fun to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about uh, you know, uh, we talked about uh, the time you was in the Death Row Studios. What about Easy E? Did you ever get a chance to connect with him at all? And, and if so, what was he well, like? Well, I told you I helped him break in his car at at the uh, Arsenio Hall show. He had locked the keys in his car, so I helped him jimmy his car open and uh, get in his car. And uh, uh, I remember we had a, a players' ball one time, a two short uh, uh, in Oakland, and uh, I was coming down uh, uh, the Hyatt uh, from upstairs on the elevator. And the elevator stopped, and he, he he got on with some girl, and uh, uh, that was that was the first time I met him, and the second time was that when we broke in his car. But the, and the first time I met him, he got on, a, and he knew who I was, he knew I knew who he was, and I just gave him some dab, he gave him some dab, and I, yeah, I just kept you know I didn't want to, you know, for it to get all weird or anything, but uh, yeah, I met him uh, easy. Yeah, I've been around him about four or five times. And uh, one, cool, day, one day, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, his son called me. And I, I, I'm like, who is this? He said, shorty, me this little easy. I'm like, well, what's up, easy? I, I forgot who he said he got my number from. He was looking for somebody that I knew. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would, uh, good to hear his sons carry on his legacy. They sound just like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy cool. Easy too, yeah. 
I saw uh, you know photos recently of the DOC with uh, Dre and Eminem uh, looking like they're cooking up some stuff. Um, you would be a hell of an addition to that. Did uh, you you ever cross paths with Dre at all, or ever talk about you working know, together? I talked to Doc a couple of times at Dre House, and I say, "Tell Dre I say what up," and Shorty B say what's up, and that Dre say what's up, Shorty B. That's as far as I got. I was with Snoop one time. We was riding in this, the bulletproof van coming from Snoop House, and we were going to the premiere of Friday with Chris Tucker and all of them, and they was there in L.A. somewhere. LA and I rode with Snoop in a bulletproof van, and uh, he hadn't and he hadn't seen uh, Dre since Dre had left death row, right? And that's the first time they seen each other, and uh, uh, I, that's the second time that I met Dre. But uh, no, nah, I never really met Dre, and uh, uh, I, I would like to work with Dre too. I think we'd be just a monster together. Yeah. Yeah, that well, that, that's an amazing uh, uh, collaboration right there. But go back this one second, brother. You was talking about uh, Snoop in a bulletproof van, um, and uh, him meeting Dre the first time since Dre left. Man, what was that that like to witness that type of uh, well, thing? Well, that's why we were well for one reason. You know, I guess it was you know they were going through their thing with the Suge Knight and, and uh, 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 um, uh, Dre leaving and. You know, it was around that time. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, Snoop uh, had just left uh, Death Row, right? And uh, uh, so that's why we were riding around. I got pictures of it, too. And that's why we were riding around in the bulletproof van. And uh, I think uh, 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 Snoop was a little concerned. I won't say he was nervous, but he was he was concerned. So, you know, he was, but that's L.A., you know, if you don't take precautions, it costs you your life. And so he was taking precautions, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm riding with him every day. I'm at his house every day. I'm just hanging out with Snoop like we just old school buddies. And we just riding around, me, him, Corrupt, and uh, Bobby Earl was driving. And uh, we went to the premiere, and uh, 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 I met Dre that day. And uh, him, Snoop said, yeah, uh, Snoop said, yeah. Call, uh, I said, uh, Dre said, call me Snoop. Snoop said, all right, yeah. So I guess that's the first time they had seen each other in a while. It's a good reunion. I guess it, you know, it was kind of tense at the uh, movie theater. And everybody was there, Chris Tucker, and everybody was looking at the premiere for Friday. Uh, uh, and it came out, it was really nice. I liked it. But uh, So there was, there was uh, tension there before Dre left because Friday uh, dropped before the uh, Tupac. Um, right, and right. Dre was so, still yeah. there for a little bit. But it, I guess it was uh, some stuff boiling over on, uh, behind the scenes. Right, because uh, I knew Snoop hadn't seen, because, you know, Snoop had asked me to be a bass player. Him and uh, his bass player, I think his name is Cornelius Mims or something, who was absolutely nice on the bass, too. He's absolutely nice. But they yeah. called me, Snoop, and Cornelius called me, asked me, said, Shorty B, uh, I think Snoop, I think Cornelius had another gig or something. He couldn't go on tour with Snoop. And asked me could I fill in for him, and him and Snoop called me on the phone, and I told him yeah, and uh, 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 Snoop gave me forty thousand dollars to do that tour. A lot of people don't know I was the bass player on a uh, Doghouse tour. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I was the bass player on, for Snoop Dogg on a Doghouse tour. A lot of people don't know that. I got pictures of that too. But uh, 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 uh that's around that time. But uh. uh uh, you can tell uh, 
Suge had a lot of them guys, you know, they were taking precautionary measures at that time here. Yeah, very volatile situations over there at Death Row. As yeah. you told us past, uh, <clears throat> you know, Suge's still uh, um, locked up, man. He's going to be there for probably for the rest of his life. Um, did you see him going in that path, you know, with the, uh, the, the the stuff that was going on at Death Row? Did you think that eventually, you know, he was either going to get killed or like end up in jail? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems like it was, it was inevitable. It couldn't turn out no other way because, you know, the way Sugar and them, they, they was getting down. You know what I'm saying? I told you, you know, I, I was uh, I walked in uh, Death Row. I had Mac Julian with me, uh, the movie The Mac. I think I told you that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tupac was uh, uh, very excited when he walked in. Right, 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 right. But, uh, uh, you know, if you ever heard, you know, I know you heard all about the stuff that be going down over there. And I could feel it, even though I was there. I was there. It wasn't, you know, nothing, nothing towards me. But you could feel that tension in the air, man. You can you just feel it, man. You can see it in everybody's eyes, man, when they walk by. Everybody's walking on eggshells. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, I was talking to Max Jules. I said, man, you see that? He said, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't know how they do that, man. But uh, uh, it was, uh, you could tell it was going to turn out that way. Because, you know, you hear about all the drama and people getting beat up and stuff like at death row. It's like Shook gangster his way in the music business, but he gangstered his way out of it. He didn't know when to turn off. Yeah. You know, you turned up and you made it. You got in. You did. You rich. You three hundred million strong. But he didn't know when to turn off because he had turned up so much that he had taken the money away from that. There's nobody to do business with because nobody wants to mess with you. They don't trust you. They, you know, they're scared of you or for whatever reason. So you know, it's like it, it couldn't have turned out no other way, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like the homie didn't know how to when to turn. Oh, that's all I'm saying. You know, he turned up. He, he, you know, he was successful. And, you know, but he didn't. He turned up all the way. He didn't know how to turn off, and then it turned itself out of the game with it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was too much. Yeah, he could have. Uh, he could have really done a lot of great things if his mindset was different. You're 100 percent right. And plus, if you if you look at, I think what his problem was. Uh, He'd see somebody leave, like Dre or or, or somebody, and he'd show up with guys to video uh, shoots and and uh, want confrontation, and, and you know he just couldn't let things be when uh, his artist moved on and, and, and left. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Pac probably seen that, and uh, that's why there was uh, you know talk of him wanting to start his own label and get out, you know, and do his own thing. Yeah. each other uh for a while um man what was he like uh uh, you know i'm saying when when the cameras weren't around when it was just you him maybe a couple other people just chilling what was he like like i said you know around me Pac was always just chill aunt was that in as you you know just we kicking it we laughing we just you know talking about things you know it was always a good mood you know he was always around me you know what I'm saying? If you're going to stay tonight, he always slept good. He was always comfortable because, you know, what nobody going to be harassing in my career. There was no groupies and, and there's no paparazzis around my house. My, you know, I lived like that. I was real private. And Pac always knew that. So when he would come to my crib, he would go to sleep sometimes, just lay down, lay around. 
you know what I'm saying? Because he could, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, but uh, uh, I never saw, I, like I said, I never saw Pac act a fool. Except maybe one time I said we was going to the studio. I was on my way to Dark in Atlanta, and I bent the corner on P Street at the rim shop. When I hit the rim shop, I saw Pop getting out his uh, seven thirty-five. I think it is. Well, uh, it was a, a BMW, a great BMW. And I backed up because I said, "Ain't nothing like Pop." And I backed up. Pop was had his hands in the trunk. Pulling out two bricks and he threw them through the window of the, of the rim shop. And I knew what it was about because, you know, they was old. They, the rim shop was kind of like uh, a for dangling, you know, with people's money. They they take forever to give you rims and whatever, you know what I'm saying? They, you know. But uh, uh, so I, uh, but that's the only time I ever saw Pac act up was when I saw him bust the windows out the car. Other than that, it was on TV uh, or, you know, news, something, you know, when he's spitting or whatnot. But I never, never. I never saw Pac act like that. When Pac was around me, man, Pac was really like, you know, he's just cool, man. Always on his best behavior, I guess. I don't know. He was just being Pac. Yeah. He was uh, somebody that was uh, just just different from everybody else. There was no other Pac. Um, right. Yeah, that right. was, uh, wasn't that the night that you guys recorded uh, We Do This for um, Cocktails? For sure. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, at a dark studio. Yeah, uh-huh. and so yeah, I was about to say yeah. As soon as we so 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 when he after he busted windows out, I said, look man, I'm on my way over here to dock, man. I'm recording, uh, starting on a two short album. I said, man, why don't you come over here, man, and give us a verse. He said, all right, I'm gonna follow you. Follow me over to the studio, lay the verse, and the rest is history. Just like that. Uh, that's that's amazing. Like Seems that. like he was down to work with anybody that. Um, you know, he, he was cool with, like, he, you know, like there was no problems, no issues. He wasn't tripping on anything. Um, pop, pop, type of dude no that you want in your corner. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess he couldn't he couldn't do it like that, and, and you know, when he got on death row because you, you had to be, you know, you had to holler death row or, you know, you see what happened to Sam Sneed if you don't. So, you know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, Pac was like, Pac would work with anybody, man. Pac would give you a verse if, you couldn't pay him right there on the spot. You just had to prove that he had the money coming whenever y'all agreed that he would have that money. And it had to be on time. Pop would work with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, he was that kind of dude. He would be, He wasn't pompous like that. You know, he loved he loved rapping. And uh, if he liked what you was doing and he liked anything about your music, and, you, and, you know, he just happened to come through. He's like, oh, Pop, man, we're in the studio, man. man let us get a verse, man. Come on in. You know, you could be nobody, but if he came in and listened to your song and he liked it, he on. So he ain't going to talk to you about how to get him his paper, and you make it happen. Yeah. But he was like yeah. he would. He would help He would help anybody, you know, especially if he liked what you was doing. Yeah, unless if, if you were bootlegging his music on the streets in New York. You ever see that little video? Little then you're going to have a little yeah. homie rat package. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the uh, Sons yeah. of the P. Yeah, he's like, man, he this is my that. shit. Was <laughs> I went with that bootleg. That just feel like that was just like you stuck your hand in his pocket while he's standing right there and taking money out yeah. of his pocket. That's how he looked at it, which is really how I was. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's amazing, man. Um, so many years he's been gone. You know, you can only imagine what he would have been doing today. 
Um, I think he would have been checking a lot of these whack rappers today, <laughs> to be honest with you. What the fuck is this? This ain't music. You know, um, you being a true musician, oh, you, you know he'd have talent. Been what do you think of some of this stuff? Yeah, probably would have been like, you know what I'm saying? He'd have be told a lot of stuff. Some people wouldn't even, even have made it in the business. If Jepak was still here and that, and whatever he said about your music meant something, which you know, know it was, and he would be told a lot of these cats. It's like the music is so immature. Like, you know, the the, the, the young rappers now, they're not bringing nothing to the culture of the game. they just getting rich. It's so easy to get rich now. they just getting rich. So the youngsters who see them getting rich, they think they really doing something. But this guy can't rap or nothing. He just got rich. You know what I'm saying? He really can't rap or nothing. But, he, you know, he, he had a team that pushed him enough to get to the money. But he, you know, he ain't bringing nothing to the call. He ain't rapping. His skills ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? I like, I, I, I kind of go hard on like rappers that, you know, they get paid in from this industry. They get paid from our, this music, but they're not giving them. They're not upgrading their rhymes or nothing. You just rapping the same. And I ain't gonna say no names, but you know who's doing this. You know, you just rapping the same. Or if you heard one of your rhymes, you done heard them all because all of them has got the same subject matter in every song you ever did. And it shouldn't be that way. You should you should have grown by now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you should have grown by now. You should be doing more songs, like the clean songs that you did that did real good. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say no names because, you know, they 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 get they getting their feelings. You know what I'm saying? Not that I care, but, you know what I'm saying, I'm sprinkling baby powder right now, so don't trip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I feel you, though. I feel you, man. People got to act and grow. All I'm saying is, like, you know, out your career, if your career and you've shown no growth, you're just milking this cow just because you can. I mean, that's like, you know, you're not giving a damn about uh, hip-hop or nothing. You're just milking it for what you can. But you're not giving nothing back to the culture. You're not helping the culture grow or or, or, or the skills of, of the culture. You're not showing no, grad, no graduation, no elevation. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's like, you know, I see that, you know what I'm saying, you, it, it really is just about money to a lot of these guys. If you're good, you're going to get rich anyway. But leave something to the, uh, uh, to the culture that they can grow on that will help it grow even to a better place. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Don't just keep it you know, yeah, I'm saying, you know, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm just getting grown, man. I'm getting a little too grown for these youngsters. <laughs> no, no, you're 100% correct, man. Uh, I feel you 100%. Uh, Shorty, we got the homie Sim from France. I know he's got a question for you real quick. Um, Sim, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, uh, legendary Shorty B. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got a question about uh, <clears throat> about the, the terms of funky uh, on digital on the ground. Can I tell us about about this one and and the track you did, your produce, in fact? Uh, Tales, Tales of the Funky, of the funk. man. That's that's my yes, puppy sir. right there. Like uh, I was right. feeling one day. I just got off the phone with Eddie Hazel. He had called me from California. I was in California too. But he was, I think, San Jose or somewhere when he called me. 
And uh, after I got off the phone with Eddie Hazel, I don't know if this popped into my head. Uh, I'm going to write a song about Funkadelic. I'm going to make all the lyrics, titles of the songs that they did, or band members' names. And that's what I did. So when I did the song, I recorded it. Uh, uh, everybody in uh, uh, West Oakland was loving it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I was I was in West Oakland. People, you know, people knew me then, you know what I'm saying? I was doing my thing in West Oakland, so they knew me for a lot of different other reasons, but they knew I was into music. That was my first love, and I was kind of good at it. And when I did it and recorded the song, uh, I, I can't remember who took me to the studio and introduced me to Shock G. Somebody took me to the studio, and uh, 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 they kept saying, Shock G, just my man Shorty B, man. You know, he played with the Funkadelic. Man, you got uh, to gotta hear this song he did, man. And I played Tales of the Funky for Shock G, and the rest is history. But that's that's what the song was about. The song is basically about Funkadelic, all the titles of their song, and band members' names. That's what the whole uh and the whole song is about, you know, Funkadelic uh, and their songs and about their band members. And I use their band members' names, like I said, band members' names and 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 uh, titles of the song. And it, it, I pulled it off for some reason because that slipped, man. When he hit he said, oh, my God, I got to have this song. And he was just about to turn his album in. I think in about 72 hours he had to turn his album in. She said, man, I got to have this song on this album, Shorty B. I like that. Let's talk about it. We talked about it. Boom. We recorded a song. He took a song off the album. I don't know what song he took off that was going to be on Sons of the P that didn't make it, but he put Tales of the Funky on Sons of the P album. Yeah, that's the thing. I know so Tupac was around the group at this time. Um, do you have some thing to tell about him, about about the experiences we have with him, maybe at times. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Was, the relationship with Pac. Right. Yeah, I got so many stories of Pac. And believe it or not, Pac is singing on Tales of the Funky too. Tales of the Funky, Pac is singing to me, Tupac, Jock G. I think uh, 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 I don't know if it's Pee Wee. There was, was a bunch of us singing that, but he's singing on that too. But uh, 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 let me give you a Pac experience I had that's uh, kind of funny. Uh, let's see, let's see. Where I was staying at the Scandinavian house downtown Atlanta on uh, Peachtree Street, right right next to the Fox Theater, right? Right across the street. And uh, 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 one day my phone rang. He's like, I'm like, hello? He's like, Shorty B. I said, yeah. He said, is there, you at the house? I said, yeah, who's the park? He said, yeah. He said, ma'am, downstairs. I said, all right. So I, I buzzed him. I had a buzz in. They came in. And uh, so I guess a lot of girls and stuff saw Pac coming into the building, and they watched him come into my apartment. It was like Pac, man, man, I think Castro, man, man, I think Mouse. There's about five of them. Tupac, about five other guys, four or five other guys. And they came, they came over to my, my crib, right? And uh, 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 so uh, uh, I had, I got this great 120 gallon fish tank. Maybe more, I can't, maybe you think 160. It was real big. Pac used to sit there and stare at my fish tank for like hours, man, just watching my fish. So uh, I went outside my apartment, and when I looked down the hall, man, it was about nine, ten girls. It's like about ten o'clock at night. 
and I look down the hall, it's about nine or ten girls, man, sleeping in sleeping bags in front of the elevator. Now I live on the now I look down like what's going on. So I'm not I'm not getting it that they, they sleeping in front of the elevator so they can see Pac come out of my apartment. I ain't tri- I'm not tripping that they they there for Pac. I'm thinking they have like a little girl slumber party in the in a in the hallway in the building or something, right? So uh, uh I said, Man, look at this, look at this Pac. So Pac stuck his head. I looked down the hall, and they saw him. They started screaming. I said, oh, I get it now. So uh, I had this little girl that used to live over top of me, right, directly over top of me. I was like, you know, she was like a little late night. She was a little cutie pie, you know. And uh, But the uh, first time I met her, I went to her apartment. She had Tupac shrine in her whole apartment. I mean, you couldn't see no paint nowhere. She had Tupac pictures all over the wall from the living room to her bedroom and the bathroom, dog. Her whole apartment was a Tupac shrine. So when Pac came over, I said, man, I got to take you upstairs. You, I got something I want to show you. You got to see this. So uh, uh, the uh, the uh, fire, uh, uh, like, you know, you, you, I don't know what you call it. Like, uh, uh, it's a stairwell right across the hallway from my door, right? So we snuck across the hallway, ran up there, ran up the stairwell to the next floor. And I, so I said, Pac, stand next to the door. Stand back so she can't see you. I knocked on the door, right? So the girl opened the door. I think her name was Didi or something. She opened the door, and I said, hey, what's up? She said, oh, nothing. I said, man, I, bought, I, said, I bought you something. So I grabbed Pac and pulled him over, and when she looked at Pac, and she couldn't believe it, man. She started screaming so loud. So Pac put his hand over her mouth. We pushed in the door, closed the door. We're like, just calm down, calm down. I just want you to be my nephew. I want him to see your apartment. So uh, 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 Pac, Pac said, man, I, I don't even remember taking none of these. Some of these things I've never seen in my life. He had pictures of Pac that he never even seen. And uh, uh, so, uh, Pac, uh, let me tell you. So I say, uh, okay, Pac, uh, uh, I'm going back downstairs. Just stomp on the roof, on the floor, which is my roof, and let me know to come up and get you. You know what I'm saying? I'll run up the stairway, come back up and get you when you finish. But, you know, you're going to kick work. So uh, he stayed up there about an hour. And long story short, he ended up hitting it, but he really didn't hit it. So next thing I know, about an hour later, he had knock on my door. I looked at the people. It's Pac. I opened the door. I said, oh, what's up? He said, oh, man, man, so he looked like he mad. Pac looked like he mad. I said, what you mad at, man? He said, man, uh, he said, man, I said, man, uh, uh, she let, she let you hit? He like, yeah, she kind of let me hit. He's like, really? He said, Pac's like, <laughs> Pac's like, man, I hate a bitch to give you the pussy, but don't give you the pussy. I said, what you mean? Yeah, like, she let me put it in, but she won't let me put it all the way in. You know what I'm saying? We just, I took a shower with her. <laughs> He was so mad, man. It was so funny, man. I was laughing so hard at him and her. But uh, that's just a little story I, 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 I shared with you, I, with him and my neighbor. But, uh, yeah, he was mad. He's like, she let me put it in, but she wouldn't let me put it in. She won't let me put it in. He just got a, a, almost a case of the blue balls there. Um, oh, thanks man. for calling so, in, Sin. So, man. <laughs> Yeah, girl, girl, give you the pussy, but don't give you the pussy. I said, no, nah, not really. He said, yeah, she let me put it in, but won't let me put it in. I'm like, man, man, yeah. I jumped in the shower with her, you know. So I got tired of messing with her, bro. I just walked, jumped out the shower, put my clothes on her, and came back down here. I was mad. My pocket had me dying laughing. Man, I'm cracking up. That's just yeah, that's story, hilarious, man. That's Yeah, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Like I said, brother, you need that documentary, man, because, uh, you know, you, you've been around everybody. Uh, you're truly an unsung talent in the music industry. And, um, you know, I really hope that uh, someday, 
as they say in the mafia, they open up the books and really put you out there where you need to be, man, because you need to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's no joke. And if people think I'm bullshitting, they need to look at the album sales under your name, which is in the uh, tens of thousands of millions. But you're also yeah, a real yeah, humble yeah. individual, you know. You, 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 yeah, hundred hundred million. Um, yeah. But like I said, you're a very humble individual, and you've always been good to us, and we appreciate you. Before we go, though, I want to make sure we cover everything that you got coming that you want people to check out. Um, Shorty, I want to give you the floor, brother. It's all yours. Okay, man. Uh, keep your eye on me, man. I'm. Uh, it's gonna be a minute. We still rehearsing, but. Uh, I put a band together called Shorty B and MVP and and the MVPs, and all the players in the band were all going to be phenomenal. You probably know them all, and uh, we're going to do you know a lot of my old songs and maybe even a few of theirs. But uh, you know we just want to go out and give uh, uh, you know some real live entertainment that you're going to enjoy, and it, it probably you know we hope that it, it excites you and. Uh, I'm always, like I said, I'm working on uh, uh, NFT fans. I am hip, slash I am hip hop and Earthy, a multicultural metaverse. Uh, that's what's been, I've been, you know, those are three things that are keeping me occupied right now between NFT fans, Earthy, and uh, the MVPs. Uh, so uh, check with me, man. Give me about uh, after the holidays. I guess uh, my birthday's in March. Check with me around my birthday. And see where we at. I should have some uh, very good news about it. And I get about six months. And I might have some video for you too as well. Oh yeah, definitely love to bring you on in March. That's my birthday month oh, as well. Man, I meant to, I meant to tell you, uh, Scott. Y'all can go to. Uh, I did a song, a little uh, like little rock and roll song. I was at first last year, and I, I was going to release the video that me and my homeboy did. But uh, I, I did a, a tribute to Kobe Bryant when Kobe died. But if you go to Shorty B, uh, my YouTube page, The Real Shorty B, uh, 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 and uh, I got a video on there called Win, Win, Win. Check it out, man. Text me and tell me if you like it. It's different. It's, it's still Shorty B. It's different. It's sort of like uh, you can't try this at home type of feel, but it's a little bit better, I think. And uh, if you get a chance, check it out, man. The name of the song is – or just go to YouTube – Punch in Shorty B, win, win, win. And uh, check out the video. Tell me if you like it. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, man. You heard that. People go there and run them views up and support Shorty B. And uh, we definitely look forward to the next time, brother. Uh, always appreciate you. Thank you, man. Scott, anything I can do, call me up, man. We'll try to get it done, man. All right, fam. Likewise, man. You take care of yourself. Okay, man. Thanks, everybody. Uh, uh, Murder Dog, and uh, uh, I thank you all for reaching out to me, man. Uh, I'm still alive. You make me feel alive, and uh, anything I can do, I will do. Shorty B, I'm over and I'm out. One love. God bless. God bless.